welcome to episode 36 of the Fit Life Formula podcast. My name is Brian Sippitz. I'm the founder and CEO of Advantage Strength in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The Fit Life Formula is a show for the members of Advantage Strength, but for anybody who uh, is, you know, somewhere between the ages of 35 to 65 and is interested in uh, learning how to live vibrantly, live actively resist injury um, and just generally be active and moving and healthy and happy you know through their 30s 40s 50s 60s and really 70s Um, so here at advantage strength we help people between the ages of 35 and 65 to live more play more and feel stronger than ever before so that they can stay active with their family and friends and keep doing the things they love to do Uh, each week we're going to tackle Topics that uh, are going to help you eat better, move better, uh, move more consistently, and uh, set your proper frame of mind to uh, keep yourself moving and and to stay active and healthy. So today, sometimes the best conversations are born from you know very random encounters. And so today, I was talking to uh, Jacinta, and we just kind of started uh, saying, you know, we got to get you on the podcast. What are we going to talk about? And the topic sort of came up that she just talked to her mom today um, about healthy lifestyle, healthy living, that kind of stuff. Uh, And so, you know, we just kind of got this conversation going and decided to record it. So we're just kind of having a a conversation off the cuff here. But I think there's going to be a lot of cool information here, including just, you know, as as you know, Jacinta's from South Africa. So we're going to be talking about sort of the culture at large in South Africa and maybe the differences between the adult populations um, and what she sees as the main difference. So uh, Jacinta's in the room with me here. We very rarely get a face-to-face interview, but uh, we're excited to have Jacinta. Thanks for sitting down with me, Jacinta. Yeah, this is like a, I feel a part of the club now. This is like I'm a real American. (laughs) (laughs) You've been on a podcast now. There you go. So... You know, we we kind of fired this conversation up, but I think, you know, being we want to make sure that we bring a lot of value to the to our listeners and and just making sure that we're talking about things that are relevant. But this the thing that I think you have a really unique perspective on as a coach here in the U.S. now, and you know, as somebody who's been here now for has it been a year and a half, two years. It's like two years in May. May, yeah, it's been a crazy journey so far. And so, as, as kind of a new observer to this country, and sort of a South Africa pro, you know what goes on there. Um, but we'll talk about some of the things that you've seen here. But first, talk about your journey here in general. Not, don't worry about you know what our what our adult population looks like. But tell us why you're here. Um. I rode from grade seven or seventh grade all the way through to university at a pretty competitive level. I had a scholarship at university and um, tried to make uh, the national squad team, trained with the students team for a while. And um, I had a really good experience there and I loved it a lot. And coming from somewhere that doesn't take women's sports at all in general very seriously, you know, we have a very strong sporting culture in South Africa, but women are not seen as it's not seen as exciting we get no television viewership or whatever it may be um there was just no way for me to take it seriously as a coach or an athlete 
and I wanted to come to somewhere where it was taken seriously and rowing is one of the biggest college sports in America for people who don't know that there is it's sort of like a multi-million dollar industry and they have teams of you know some teams have 130 athletes and it's great so that's sort of what drew me here specifically um and then I came here and just being involved in like a very highly functional sporting community here was very appealing to me Okay, so the, the trip originally is, is to coach rowing, to be a part of a big rowing culture here in the U.S. And uh, obviously, you end up spending a lot of time around people who are interested in fitness, people who are interested in, um, well, performance, really. But your time with the Ann Arbor Rowing Club has also introduced you to the adults here in the area. Um, and, and I would say overall, a, a relatively healthy and um, fit group of adults, but I wanted to talk a little bit. I always think it's interesting to know what goes on in other countries um, and sort of what leads to this systemic, you know, and we talk a lot about this a lot in the fitness industry, that our job is to help people be healthier, uh, live better lives as fitness professionals. Um, But by and large, we're failing at that because obesity rates are through the roof. Um, Americans are bigger than we ever have been before. Um, there's, there's an overall failure in this, in this whole, you know, health and fitness thing. Um, so I'm always interested to know in, in cultures that are generally healthier than ours, you know, what the difference might be. And so everything that we talk about today is is not research based, at least not the research that, not any research that we've read, but, um, just in terms of casual observation, I'm interested to know a little bit more about what, adult health is like, you know, maybe what a a day in the life of a South African is like. I know. Um, Yeah, we pit our lions and uh, look after our giraffes when we come home. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Make sure you pet the giraffe. Good. Um, But the, you know, I'm interested to know what a day in the life of, you know, if you're an adult in South Africa, what a day in the life looks like in terms of activity level, um, maybe nutrition, all of that, like the way you eat. Um, but talk a little bit about what you see in adults. Like what, what is the, the average adult in South Africa? And then what do you think leads to that and the big difference between there and here? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a big culture of, uh, like I said, there's a massive sporting culture in South Africa. Um, and I think people are definitely more active in South Africa purely because you know one of the biggest things for me is like climate obviously we we have the whole day all months of the year we can walk around and do things we also have the most beautiful scenery in the world so going for a walk and going to game drives where you track and walk around the mountains is a massive um, part of our culture but I actually think it comes from when we are younger, when, you know, Americans tend to specialize in sports very, very early, um, you know, because sports is a gateway to more things and lots of money, which is understandable. But, you know, in South Africa, when you're a kid, you, unless you're on scholarship, you have to do three sports a term, you know, winter and summer. So you, a year you're doing six sports as well as cultural things. So when, even if you don't become a professional athlete, which is obviously quite a few people, you 
have this massive community that you can go through. My brother is an avid golfer. He's an avid indoor cricket man. He's an avid um, indoor soccer player. He does sport for almost two hours every single day. I think the only day he doesn't do it is on Sundays, just because it's a part of his friend group. It's a part of his routine. It's a part of his um, just like everyday living. It's fun to be active and that is a massive part of our community there, which is interesting because I feel like Americans have a very strong sense of community. They're very proud of their community, but you don't really see these like community sporting events happen. And if it is like that, it's not an adults, which in South Africa, it's very much the opposite. Commuting, you know, community sporting events is run by adults, played by adults, funded by adults. It's, it's a really good way to live and, and it's fun to go out and play soccer with your friends after, after work. So you're saying that there's a better sports are not a gateway to college scholarships and professional contracts, but sports are a social event and a way for people to connect. That's kind of, that's kind of the the culture that they're, I guess, fostering. Yeah, 100%. Remember like we, our biggest sports are soccer, rugby and um, cricket. And, you know, those players, even though they do get paid, money they don't get paid a lot of money a lot of the guys will go overseas and play um you know rugby in england and then come and represent their country because they don't get paid enough in south africa so sporting for us is not a money thing sporting for us is a pride thing you represent your country the green and gold and it's it's a lifelong mission of fulfilling that you know that pride aspect of it and i I do think you know that's the major thing you know the goal for every sportswoman and men is to wear the protea and like i mean that's something i strive for unfortunately didn't get it but i'm i will never regret all the work that i put in to get it here whereas here i think it's a little bit different you know it's like there's not a lot of national team sports there's the women's soccer which is big and men's soccer which is getting big um but it's normally regional things and i think that's kind of hurting you know, a lot of young sportsmen these days is they forget why they play the game. Whereas in South Africa, you never stop playing the game. You know, my brother plays rugby now every weekend. I think it is with his friends, and I love to go row with my friends before I came here, and I I miss it dearly doing that. Not just to make money or compete or whatever it is. And and so I know your brother is uh, relatively young in his twenties, right? He's a Okay. Yeah. So pretty close. Um, Approaching 30. And so that I think I can identify with that. I can still see that here. Talk about your parents. What do your, what do your parents do? What is their, are they in a sporting culture or is it more about for them? Is it, is there a, um, a drive to move daily or is it just built into life? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, uh, well, both my parents were, my dad was also a rugby player. Um, and my mom was a netball player, which is like our vision of basketball. Um, and she did a little bit of indoor when she was older, um, but not too much. I think the sportsmen in our family are definitely my brother and I, um, also me now, and I'll say that with pride so my brother can hear. <laughs> um, but I think it's, a, it's tough for them. So my dad is very, he's very active just because he's so busy all the time. My dad runs around, he's a salesman and, you know, he's going places and doing things and I'd say in the last couple of years he's definitely become more active and it's literally all he does is he'll come home and he'll jump in the pool we have a pool at home you know it's always warm and he'll go for a couple of laps around 
And I think that's been the difference with him. When I remember when I was younger, he, you know, tried to work out. We had a home gym. He did that. And he wasn't very consistent with that. And I could definitely see that he didn't like that. But now he comes home and he swims for an hour. And that's like his way of relaxing, you know, getting home and getting active. And that helps for him. Whereas on my mom's side, it's a little bit different. She actually called me today. We are chatting and she uh, went to the doctor and she's had few health problems since I've left which has been quite worrying but she's got high cholesterol so now it's sort of her getting back into the gym and things like that she was a smoker for years and years and years and she stopped because of that health risk and my mom is uh I would say she's overweight for her age but she's still not desperately unhealthy but I think the difference with her is that you know she sits at a desk every single day she's a graphic designer and that's the problem, you know, it's not getting up, it's not being, it's not moving, it's not being active, which is now something that she's trying to break into the mold of, and I'm sure she'll do it because, you know, she knows the risk, and she knows that she needs to just move every day, so it's just her going around for two hours, I'm going to sit at the desk and work, and the rest of the two hours I'm going to play fetch with the dog, and that's sort of what she's trying to do right now, and it's pretty interesting watching, because they have two different dynamics, and I'm obviously very active, so it's nice to see that they're like taking those steps to try just be active every single day for them it's not going to the gym every single day for them it's doing something every single day which i think is a good key for them it's a good starting point for them well and if you're listening and you are familiar with the fit life formula i I, and i feel like i say this every week but each week each month i do this show I feel like the fit life formula gets validated and reinforced more and more and more. And so for your dad, it's just that, that jumping in the pool and moving around is something he enjoys. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's just, um, it's a, it's a daily movement. It's something he can just jump in. It's not necessarily a scripted workout, but you get in and you just move. And I think that's something important to, to point out is that it doesn't have to be this, uh, scripted program that you're on. Um, when you're when you're just moving so just get in move around um and i'll say too originally uh we didn't really have a big conversation before we did this we just sort of shotgunned it but i was thinking things would sound much different uh to like the south african adult for the south african adult than the american adult but what i'm hearing is your dad's a salesman yeah he runs around all day doesn't really have a chance to to be active in the ways that he wants to be active probably has to grab some food on the run your mom has a desk job works at a desk is fighting some health challenges likely because of lack of movement um but to me this isn't sounding all that all that different from what people here struggle with yeah i'd say i think the biggest difference that i've noticed and i'm sure many people are going to expect me to say this is definitely the dieting you know our food is our food is massively different at home our our, you know our meat is massively different when i first came here i noticed that my hair and my uh, fingernails were growing almost double the size or double the rate that they normally do purely because of the hormones in the meat you know like our chicken breast is maybe the size half the size of your palm or whatever the size of your palm whereas here it's like they're huge so i've actually stopped i've stopped eating meat here because it's just like i definitely 
I definitely can tell the difference and you know that's there's definitely ways around it I try to eat as organic as I can and that's pretty expensive but there in South Africa we are a big meat culture you know we have but all of our farms are you know fruit cage farms or um there's no there's no hormones there's no uh antibiotics in our food and don't get me wrong some of the places are going to be bad but it's sort of nothing compared to here and there's also just less choice in South Africa which you know you come to America the first thing you want the first thing I did I went to the cereal aisle and I was like the cereal is massive went to my and I saw all these cereals and I was like this is so cool and I definitely had those like three weeks of just trying all the cereals but then I realized it's like it's not good to have all these choices <laughs> you know you have like oh this one that's like got berries but it's got 10 times more sugar or this one that this or this or this and it's just like you're bombarded with all these things you want to try all these things and at the end of the day the simplest way is the best way and I think that's what South Africa South African cuisine does it's like this is your meat these are your veggies you know this is your your corn or your starch or whatever it is and our food is very I'd say it's very natural which I think is the the massive difference there and there's also a big culture of like snacking I think is a big thing for us is like we will have a lunch instead of this being this like massive fast food meal we'll just have like some little biltong which is sort of like beef jerky is like a staple in South Africa and like just having a little bit of that and some fruit is big for us like most of my my mom has a lemon tree we had a banana tree at one stage like most of the people in South Africa have fruit trees in their home you know you know what's going into that you know what's happening and it's just it's easy and accessible and you sort of just go for it and you do the foods that you want to do and you know the foods that help you we also have 11 official languages in South Africa so we have like we have Greek we have Italian we have Portuguese is a big influence Indian is a big influence we have all these different cultures in our cuisine which keeps things interesting I have as much curry as I do french fries or whatever it is like Whereas here, even though it's seen as like Mexican food or whatever, it's very much American food. Mm. There's, it's all like all these different choices of the same thing really, and it's all the same bad things for you, if that makes sense. No, I get it, and you know, I've I've spent some time overseas. I lived in Italy for a year when I was still playing. Um, but you know, just to to comment on the cereal aisle thing, we went back. And I, I think I did a post. This is about two years ago. We went back to the, the town that I played in. And uh, I did a little post. And the, the cereal aisle is like 10 boxes wide in the Italian grocery store, you know. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, and Cheerios made the cut, actually. It was like a – it was there. So. Yeah, we're going to get Cheerios in, into that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just – and, you know, I think food culture here, I think you're right, there's – there's too many choices. It's it's really hard to say anything that's not just an opinion. But I will say the things that we hear most from people, from members here at the gym, um, some of the biggest challenges are time, yeah. uh, getting, getting, having the time to put proper food on the table for your family is is a major challenge. And that's where all these opportunities come into play where the the quickest most convenient things are not the healthiest things and so you know while <clears throat> while there are plenty of options and you you can get something to eat for sure 
a lot of times if you're not prepared, it, it, it's that lack of time or even a lack of uh, preparation or even cooking knowledge that keeps people from putting the best things on the table. Um, but, you know, I guess part of my interest is is just to see, I, I wanted to ask you if, if there was anything that's a part of daily life there. I know, so again, when I was in Italy, everyone of every age went out for a walk at some point during the day and they have kind of a siesta time where every, you know, everything closes down from 11 to three every afternoon. So I guess that that's probably some built in longevity right there. Um, the only places that are open are like the coffee shops or espresso bars, but, um, everybody would go outside. Our, our, our 85 year old neighbor would go out in the snow in whatever, whatever conditions and go out for a walk, you know, down probably, I don't know, it probably ended up being a half mile out and back. Um, so is there anything built into that that you see aside from uh, playing sports like you mentioned? Yeah, I think there's a, there's quite a few things. That, I, mean, I don't know if I'm going to offend anyone by saying this, but I always go into the grocery stores and I see the little like motorized things. <laughs> like for me, I think, you know, like that's not a thing in South Africa. Mm. Like for, you know, you, there's, you have to go out and get your stuff and things are also not as in close proximity, you know, like here you go to one strip mall and you can get everything or you go to a Maya and you can get everything from electronics or whatever. Our stores are a lot smaller. You go, we have a meat section and a you know, veggie section and that's pretty much it. If you want to go get any wines or anything, you have to go to a completely different store across the way or whatever it is. Um, we don't have a lot of walking. It's not a very walking culture in South Africa, purely because, you know, crime's quite high and stuff, so people drive places. But what we do have is, like, every weekend, without fail, whichever park you on, they will have a 5K run starting at 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm. So that's, like, every single park. The city parks in Johannesburg do an amazing job. It's in the zoo. It's in any parks you go to. Without fail, it's that one, and your medical aid pays for it, pays for your entry, and you get points back for that. So that's like... Wait, say that again? So your medical aid... Medical aid, okay. Yeah, so, so your like, health insurance yeah. will pay for the entry for the race. You obviously go there for free. Uh, they take your time. They do everything for you. And then once you've completed it, you know, you look on your app on your phone, and you get points towards that, and you can buy, you know, a flight or something like that. So a really good example, and this is like a major thing that i love about south africa is like the healthcare there is, is is very expensive but it's just so good in encouraging people to be healthy so like the one that i was on um you know they paid for an apple watch and you got i think it was 25 percent off of a gym membership and if you went to the gym a certain amount of times you would get a free pair of sneakers every month mm. and then um if you bought at certain healthy foods you would get points back and if you did the runs, you would get points back. So it was like this constant, you know, encouraging people to do it. And like, you know, we would buy flights to Mozambique or something with like that. It's just like, that's something that everyone is a part of. Geog- quick geography lesson. Mozambique is next door. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like next door upright. I think. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I think that's a big thing. And like the parks and recreation part of South Africa is very big in terms of that is like, they will have that run or that walk without fail every single Saturday, no cancellations. You can bring your dogs um, and things like that. So 
Also, another thing that I just thought of is like every time I used to go to the local rugby game or whatever, it would be like the same as like the Lions versus the Rams or whatever, you know, the same equivalent. You know, people stay after the match and they play rugby for like mm. three hours on the on the pitch. So it's like, and they encourage that. They love that about people. So it's like things like that happen. And, you know, school rugby is very big in South Africa. So even if you're going to watch sports, the potential of you playing sports straight afterwards is like 90%. Like you're not going to go to the rugby and not play afterwards with your friends. Like that's mm. absurd. Um, so I'd say that's a big difference. And uh, also we have a very big, our weekend things are very big. So like if you're going into the weekend, you know you're going to have a barbecue at a friend's house and you're going to play cricket or you're going to like play rugby or soccer or something like that. So it's like um, the weekend, you know, you're going to be active in some sort of way. And it's interesting because like when I first came here, people used to call it, you know, they say workouts. You know, I say it's the kids I coach and we say here, like, go for your workout. We don't call it workout because we don't see it as work, mm. which I think is like very, very interesting here. It's like people see working out as something that they need to do it's a work thing you know blah blah blah. but it's not for us it was just like playing around you know like my brother doesn't say he's going for his soccer workout he says i'm gonna go play soccer with my friends it's a very different mentality and i think that's goes through all the way till when you're older like our retirement villages or whatever will have massive parks in these huge places because you have to walk everywhere to get everywhere so like that play aspect stays all the way through until from you eight all the way to 58 playing never stops and i think that is the biggest difference between here um and south africa is playing is just a massive part of south african culture yeah no i think you're 100 percent right and and the the work thing is really um I don't know. It strikes me, or it it mean it like sort of hit me like yeah. We I guess we do call it a workout, um, and I think in terms of popular fitness here, it is it is seen as this is just something you got to do to stay healthy. Yeah. Whereas if if you kind of have the other areas in your of your life in check, it may be, you know, it may be that you don't need a dedicated workout because you've been kind of moving all week. Yeah, exactly, and I think. Uh... Like, that's where my dad gets it right. It's like, yeah, he doesn't work out every day, but he is active every day and he loves what he does every day. So when he does go work out on the odd occasion, he gets that massive sense of accomplishment, but he's still healthy, you know? Um, And my brother does that very well. It's like he has this massive community of friends who are very active and definitely, like, they'll go play nine hours of golf and walk all day. They don't use the golf carts. They're very good like that and yeah they'll go have a couple of beers afterwards for sure but I mean you know nine hours of walking in the sun that's like that's all you need to do and it's like he loves it he could definitely be more healthy but he's not an unhealthy guy um and he enjoys it I think that's such a big thing is like coming to the gym and trying to get people to like realize like this makes you feel good this makes you feel happy you know more play and more work workouts I guess air quotes air quotes yeah it's it's gonna make you so much happier and i think that's another you touched on another thing there too is this exchange of uh and it's so pervasive that i often catch myself saying like talking this way but it, it's this idea that you have to exchange movement 
so that you can do something that's considered bad later you know like oh i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have i'm going to a buffet tonight i better get a workout in or i'm I'm gonna have a couple drinks tonight um i better get a workout in so it, it just reinforces that idea of movement not as something you enjoy to do but something that you have to do so that you can live the life live this uh lifestyle that you you've gotten used to yeah i think also because south africans like we say play a lot more um and are just active just like outside and doing stuff all the time that is leaves room for more things i think like in south africa it's a big thing of like you are so active instead of going like oh well i was active i can you know go splurge on something it's more like i was active i'm happy with the way i'm doing things i'm going to take a trip to cape town and go walk table mountain like that is a very like staple thing that people do um and I think that that's the difference. It opens up things for you to concentrate on other things more. Like if you if you follow the Fit Life formula, you do your thing. It's ingrained in your routine. You enjoy it. You then have space to open up for other things like mental health. And you know, for me, a big thing of me was like being productive. Is I put too much stuff put too much stuff on myself, and then I'm fine. Do I do a little bit of everything? So like now, a big thing for me is you know having time in the morning to like meditate and breathe and be like this is what I'm doing today this is what I'm going to get through and because I know I get my hour workout in every day that's not a worry for me I have so much time to dedicate to other things and for us that's why we can play because we play all the time and then we can spend time with our kids and we can put more work into our work and it just leads to more things if you do it that way whereas if you're constantly thinking oh, and you get my workout in so I can do this, that's not going to lead, that's not going to open the door anymore. You know, it's sort of just shutting it down because you've opened that one door. It's not going to lead to more, if that makes sense. Well, it's piling stress on top of stress too. Like if you're stressing about getting your workout in, you know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, obviously we uncovered a couple things there. Um, food culture, the kind of breezed right over the fact that your health insurance pays for all those things. I mean, that is, yeah. that is like, I'm not even going to touch that because you know, that's an, it's a big thing, yeah. it's a big thing and the hot button topic. And honestly, something I don't know enough about to even argue, but, uh, to have true health promotion be a part of your health care yeah. is, is huge. Um, it's huge. And it's like, it's a, it's something that definitely like puts a weight off of you. I think, it makes it seem okay to work out, you know? Here, it's like people spend money on a gym or they spend money on workout clothes and they feel as though they're like, they feel a little bit guilty about it. That's what I've noticed about people is like, you know, like, oh, I'm spending this money on myself. Mm. Like, yeah, you should spend money on yourself. You should be as selfish as you possibly could to make yourself better. Whereas here, it's very much a thing of like, I can't do that you know especially with with all the people I've noticed it's like you know like oh, I don't have the time I've got to take Timmy to basketball Timmy wants you to be healthy you know as a, as a kid growing up especially now with my mom like I worry all the time especially since she's had all of these health issues when I've been away I'm not in a position where I can go back if something happens I call her every day just to make sure that she's on their routine it's like your kids want you to be as healthy as you possibly can more than you want to be healthy. I can like guarantee that as a as a daughter, like I 
I would give up, I would give up my health for my mom's health, and I just like desperately want her to be healthy, um, but she always puts you know other people before herself, which is super super interesting. Whereas in South Africa, it's kind of easier because health insurance is like yeah, I'll go to the gym, we'll pay for it, or we'll give you a discount, or here's free sneakers, or go to this walk. It's it makes it seem less guilty. Um, I think that's a big part of American cultures. Americans don't want to feel like they don't want to put themselves first. It's very, very interesting. It's the same as thing as like if I bump into someone and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, and they say you good. It's the same thing as like <laughs> I I'm I bumped into you. I'm not good. I'm you're good. Are you okay? It's, like, it's the same thing. It's like you're automatically projecting it, but you got to got to remember it's like it's so important to be selfish with your health. It's like you got one body. You got to do it, and you get more respect. You get more love that way. Self love, self cares. It's the biggest thing, and Americans definitely don't do that. I think. And next week, episode thirty six, we're going to talk about setting priorities, and maybe fitness is the one thing. If you've ever uh, heard of the book called The One Thing, it is the one thing that by doing you make other things in your life better. So we, we've also referred to it as a keystone habit. So fitness is one of those things. If you do fitness, if you are, you know, let's say living that fit life formula, you are putting yourself in a position to be a better boss, a better mom, a better dad, a better manager, a better friend. Um, so it, it all boils down to, to movement being medicine and, and uh, keeping yourself healthy as an act for those around you. So if, if you're doing things for people around you, keeping yourself healthy is, is one of those things. Um, Santa, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. You know, we're, we're going to wrap up with that. We'll talk more about priorities next week. But um, if you could use some help, if you could use some help in this and in, in sort of figuring out this whole fitness terrain, if you're not sure that um, what kind of gym is for you, we'd be happy to help you out. If you just email me at Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N, at AdvantageStrength.com. Happy to help you out and field any questions you have about that. Um, But for now, Cinta, thank you so much. Um, Until next time, make sure you're following the Fit Life Formula. That's three days a week of something you love to do, two days a week of strength training, and one workout that just sucks. We'll talk to you next Tuesday.